I always just wanted to make sure I had something that I owned and that I could pass on to my kids. Radio show, man, they everywhere. Episode of Bake That Radio Show. I am your host, Andreas, and I have via Zoom coming from are you located in Nashville right now. Nashville, Tennessee, yes. We got a couple things in common. Um, well, we have a uh, CEO, author, and a, a lot of other things. I was sitting here looking at your bio, Miss Paige uh, Prather, who is the uh, co founder and CEO of Mother and Daughter Experience, which is a 501c3. Um, also, went ahead and I saw that. Uh, so, do you have a uh, speaking firm as well? I do. Okay. Oh, so that's the Speak Legacy. Is that the yes. name of the firm, Speak Legacy? Yes. Okay. And also, you're a uh, uh, alumni of Tennessee State University. Oh, Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh, the things that we have in common. I'm originally from Nashville. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm, I'm down here in, uh, in Macon, Georgia, which is uh, an hour and a half south of Atlanta. Um, I went to HBCU as well, uh, down here in Georgia, uh, Fort Valley State University. Mm-hmm. Um, my uh, degree in business, I think yours is in business as well, right? Business administration, yes, sir. Yeah. Same, I have the same degree. So look at that. We got three things in common. Wow, <laughs> look at that. <laughs> Both got a business degrees. Um, so uh, I hit you up because I wanted to talk about, like, you know what I'm saying, your experience at HBCU and how that, like, shaped you going forward, uh, going into your career that you have had. So uh, let's start there. Why did you uh, elect to, uh, um, well, I'll, I'll, oh, one more thing. Where, where did you go to high school at? White's Creek. Oh my goodness! I gra- I graduated from White's Creek as well. What? <laughs> yes. Are you kidding? No, I'm for real. Uh, I was at Pearl Cone uh, for my freshman and sophomore year, and then I transferred to White's Creek for my junior and senior, and graduated from there. Oh my goodness! Yes. So much in common. That's yeah. awesome. Um. So, wh- why did you elect to go to HBCU, in particular Tennessee State? Wow. Well, great question starting out the gate. Um, I must say that I did not apply to any other college or university. 
Mm -hmm. my mother was an HBCU grad, a Tennessee State University grad. And so that's all I knew. Um, as you know, the community uh, is well integrated within the college life of an HBCU. And so when mm -hmm. I was growing up, <clears throat> attending the football games, um, you know, homecoming, the parade, seeing the majorettes, mm -hmm. the cheerleaders, it was just all mesmerizing to me. And so that's all I knew. And mm -hmm. and knowing that my mother actually graduated from the same institution was just the icing on the cake to carry out that legacy. Um, and that because that's one of my core values is legacy. So Tennessee State was it. It wasn't any question. It wasn't any hesitation. Mm -hmm. I applied. I got the uh, scholarship <laughs> and I finished in four years. That's what's up. Yeah. Um, the reason I did not go to any school in Nashville, uh, what I was playing on T uh, TSU's campus while I was in Hepburn's <laughs> Creek. <laughs> so I get out there, did just, you know, go over there and, you know, play at TSU and then, you know, sometimes go over there to Fisk and uh, play up there or whatever. So I knew too many people and I felt like, you know what I'm saying, if I stayed in Nashville, I probably wouldn't have graduated college. Um, probably would have just made it <laughs> and just like, you know, well, okay, blah, blah, blah. So, I chose to uh, go to Fort Valley and go to a whole new state, one of just a new experience. But I still wanted to support uh, HBCU um, and, like, you know, give back to the community. And like you said, we went to two different HBCUs, but I can, I can tell that our expenses were the same as far as, like, the community, like you said, taking in and being accepting of the college students and, like, really nurturing them, watching over them. It's exactly. Like, I never went hungry. When I was oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, I was always in somebody's house eating. All I had to do is just say, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm stood over Fort Valley. Oh, come on, baby. You know what I'm saying? You hungry and blah, blah, blah. You need anything. Um, so the communities wherever HBCUs are really does uh, take in kids. And, you know, it defines it too because, like, I, I, I did a study on, um, one of my studies for when I uh, took strategic uh, management, we had a group project. It was HBCUs versus uh, historically white uh, colleges and universities. And looking at the operating budget of those versus their counterparts and seeing how well, how uh, they're not funded, um, the vast disparity of that. Mm -hmm. It was just amazing to know that, you know, HBCUs are still kicking and thriving in some regards, and I think uh, the last study I saw was where they like HBCUs account for I think thirty something percent of all PhDs that didn't have American community, um, and you know really embracing is like an extended family. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, and have been able to put out like a lot of different CEOs and stuff of that nature. Uh, but they don't they don't get the recognition or not notoriety and the talent when it comes to certain sports and stuff like that. I mean, they were dominating football in the, was in the 70s and I think all the way to the 80s and stuff as far as those uh, alumni going into the NFL and doing their thing. Mm -hmm. um, so as you had your experience and it nurtured and stuff like that, what inspired you to like really jump into the world of like, you know, finance and investing in all that, but then also 
with your own endeavors of being you know, a CEO and author? Yeah. Um, you know, interestingly, uh, I was acclimated to Tennessee State at a very young age. Um, I actually started out in their early learning center preschool. Um, my parents put me in there at four years old. So I was already on the campus <laughs> as a baby. Mm-hmm. And then when I got to middle school, um, I was had the opportunity to be in their early engineering summer academy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I spent Saturday mornings um, on campus as you know, an 11 and 12 year old learning mm-hmm. about engineering. Um, and then um, I was involved in inroads um, in high school, and we met on the campus of Tennessee State University. So, just any any involvement, community involvement, or organizations um, that I was involved in, we often met on that campus. Um, and so, I was acclimated to the world of business and engineering and math. You know, I think we call it STEM now, right? Mm-hmm. Science, technology, engineering, and math. Um, I was acclimated to that early on as a young person, um, mm-hmm. and so that's that's kind of all of that, that I knew as well. And and I was taught that you know that was a great field to kind of go into mm-hmm. as an African American woman um, to um, even look at the entrepreneurial side. So that was embedded in me, you know? And when I got to Tennessee State, I actually started out in accounting as my major. Um, (laughs) Well, there's a story there. Um, (laughs) I ended up pledging a sorority Uh my my junior year in college and, um, Accounting grade kind of was not the best. So I decided I'd drop that major and pick up business administration instead. Um, so, yeah, I mean, business was was all that that was embedded in me to go and pursue. And so I did that. And, uh, you know, unlike a lot of my peers, um, I secured a job right out of college. Like I graduated May 1997. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started working for a large insurance company, June 1997. So I went right from college into the workforce using my degree. And I've been doing that for the past 25, 26 years. Yeah. That, yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. Accounting was tough. Accounting was uh, really man, tough. You're accounting, I didn't like any of that. Um, I got it. I, uh, I get it though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, you know, like my businesses and stuff like that. I'm like the numbers person, which I don't really care to be. <laughs> but you know, I can go just put a full uh hire a full time accountant or whatever. I was like, yeah. yeah, and of course with technology now, they got the QuickBooks and they got a lot of other tools that help us with that now. So it's it's easier now to navigate. So when did you decide to uh? form the mother and daughter experience and then also become an author when, when was those ideas embedded yeah um so again using my business acumen um i've always dreamed of having something of my own mm-hmm. um whether it was 
nonprofit, you know, for profit. Um, I always just wanted to make sure I had something that I owned and that I could pass on to my kids. Um, and so back in 2019, um, I was recovering from a major surgery um, that unfortunately um, had a lot of complications. And so my recovery period was sort of extended from, I actually had the surgery in 2018, but I was still recovering in 2019. And so had a lot of time on my hands to um, think. <laughs> and with that type of surgery and the complications I had, I had a lot of time to sit around and figure out, hey, what is life going to look for, look like for me post you know, this traumatic experience? I kind of mm -hmm. saw my life flash before my eyes. Um, and I was in a state of, wow, what am I going to do now? You know, I have this kind of new lease on life. I have a second chance to really make a difference. Um, what, what's going to be my legacy? And so in, in during my uh, recovery and thinking a lot, I, I said, wow, I think I want to do something that culminates my relationship with my daughter. Um, my mother. Uh, who passed away uh, be 14 years in April, um, major influence. We've talked about her already, how she influenced me to go to Tennessee State. And she was just this beloved person in the community and always giving and always um, providing for others. And I thought, you know, I want to carry that on as well. Uh, and somehow I want to honor her and her legacy. And so I started to just kind of brainstorm and write down some things um, that were near and dear to my heart. And um, the mother and daughter relationship definitely was. Um, and I wanted to take what I uh, was given from my mother and pass that on to my daughter. And so once she becomes of age and has her own family, she can pass those same gems down to her daughter if she has one and, and so forth and so on. And so I ended up calling my daughter uh, one day and saying, hey, I think I got an idea on how we can um, start a business together. I know it was something that me and my mother talked about doing Um but we never got a chance. And so I figured this is the great, this is the best time to do it. Do it now. Um, do it now. Do it scared. <laughs> and um, my daughter was on board and we just started thinking about what we wanted to, uh, how, our, you know, what our mission would be, what our vision is. And mm -hmm. so we tossed around many different names, um, but we landed on MADE, M-A-D-E, Mother and Daughter Experience. And our mission simply is to promote the sacred bond of the mother and daughter relationship and to uh, be a positive influence in the lives of women and girls mm -hmm. and to encourage them to mend those broken relationships um, and to continue to foster those so that generations are, um, are healthy. You know, I think mothers are our first role models as far as little girls are concerned. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, we can we can really change the world if we um, get our get our young ladies to to a spot and a place that they're respectful, that they're respected and that they're respectable. And so that's that's what we do. And so we've been going strong for five years. Uh, we just celebrated our fifth anniversary in in January of 2023. 
And um, we have an annual mother-daughter gala that we put on every year in August. Um, and so we're in the planning stages of that as we speak. So um, during the pandemic, at the height of the pandemic, actually in October of 2020, um, a publisher contacted me and said, hey, I see your platform on social media. You talk a lot about mothers and daughters. You have your nonprofit going. You're giving good advice to these women out here. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Mm -hmm. And I said, absolutely not. <laughs> no. Uh, no, I don't. I don't have a desire to write a book, but, you know, tell me more. What are you thinking here? You know, and he was like, yeah, you have a book in you. You have something to say to women, especially mothers. Um, <clears throat> so why don't we talk and, you know, I'll get you you know, all of the tools and resources necessary to start writing your book. And I thought, well, you know what? We're not doing anything. We're stuck at home, right? We can't go anywhere. We're working from home. I'm sitting in front of this computer all day anyway. Why not use my time uh, productively and begin to write this book? And so um, preparing a fruitful harvest, one mother's pursuit of generational health is all about my journey in raising my daughter. Um, it's all about, uh, researching pregnancy, you know, as a single mother, trying to make sure I gave her the best start of life. Um, and then through motherhood, through marriage, through divorce, um, mental health issues, uh, self care issues, women's empowerment, breaking generational curses. Those all, though, all those things are in this book. Um, it's just from my own personal experience and perspective. So, so I hope I answered both your questions. <laughs> no, no, you did. And I, love, I love the fact that you're long-winded with them, too. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. I said I love that because okay. I've interviewed uh, a lot of people. And <laughs> some people are just so short with it. It's just a, it, it, it. Well, well, it's it's my my life's purpose. It's my passion. Mm -hmm. They they say if you can talk about something for ten minutes straight, that's your passion. And I probably yeah. talk about it for an hour. So yeah, <laughs> no, that's a great thing though, uh, because people can they can receive their passion. So as you're doing like the nonprofit and putting out the book, what mm -hmm. is the response from your network and the community at large? Yeah, it was. It's been interesting. Um, when we put out the nonprofit, when we started promoting, you know, the, the sacred, you know, championing the sacred bond of the mother and daughter relationship, um, instead of getting those women who had the same type of relationship that I had with my mom, which was positive, I got the reverse. I got the complete opposite. I got, wow, me and my mother were never close. Or, wow, you know, I wish I had that relationship with my daughter. We don't mm -hmm. talk. We, we're estranged. We're, um, we, we, we have wounds that need to be healed. Mm -hmm. And I was taken aback because I'm thinking, have I lived in a bubble all this time? Like, I thought, <laughs> I thought everybody's relationship with their mom was good, you know? Yes. And I'm like... Ooh, am I stepping on some toes? Am I offending people with, with my mission here? And 
you know, I've, I'm, I'm glad to say that a lot of people have returned, you know, and said, hey, because of you, um, I've taken steps to mend that relationship with my mother or my daughter. Um, and I use or I the way we promote our annual mother daughter event is that we tell them this is a mother daughter date. If you you know, if you've not had uh, quality time with your mom or daughter, use this day as that stepping stone. Come to our event. Um fellowship. We have good food. We have fun. Um, we have good speakers who are going to come and impart wisdom and expert, you know, give their expertise on how to mend and, and maintain uh, those relationships. And so we say, come on out, make today the first day that um, you get that relationship back on track. And so that that was eye opening, the fact that you know I was kind of in the minority with mm -hmm. the the type of relationship that I had with my own mom. So when you put out the book, because the book is out, correct? Oh yeah, the book was published. So we started writing October twenty twenty. Mm -hmm. The book was published Mother's Day weekend, May of twenty twenty one. Oh wow! That's right. So we're coming up on two years. That the book so has been out. Yeah. Have that response been with community and your network? And, you know, because, you know, I've spoken to a lot of different artists, uh, well, authors, sorry, not the artists too, but uh, with the authors, um, you know, I imagine, well, you had a publisher. So your situation is a little different. Most of the people I've spoken with, they were self published as opposed mm -hmm. to being thought out. So I'm like, you have some resources at your uh, disposal that you know, most people do not. But Overall, what was the reception with people like, oh, okay, wrote a book and then like, let me support or, you know, oh, okay, she wrote a book, you know, Bubba, let me go on about my day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, um, I had a goal that mm -hmm. I would pre-sell a certain amount of books um, before it was, you know, printed and published. And um, I met the goal. Okay. So. So a lot of people, you know, it, it, um, when they have a publisher, uh, like you said, we had access to resources and tools and, and strategies to help us do that. Um, you know, when you invest in writing a book, you can really make that money back with the pre-sales. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was a win win for me and my publisher uh, to do that. And so. The book was very well received. Um, I wanted to make sure that it wasn't just for mothers with daughters. It's really mothers with children. Or as mm -hmm. redundant, I get it. It's, you know, any mother can read this book and take something away because mm -hmm. the way we raise our, our kids is universal, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to give the same tools I give to my daughter as I give to my son, mm -hmm. Um it's, it just so happens that my daughter and I share, uh, you know, more of a, a uniqueness because she was my firstborn and I was a single mother when I had her. So um, we, we have a little bit more of a story. Um, but yeah, I mean, the book was very well received. Um, I still go on... Um, I call them little book tours where, you know, pop-up shops or vendor uh, expos and I'll go and, and take the book and uh, sell to those audiences as well. So very well received. 
Okay. So uh, now that you've gotten through that experience and been a published author, do you think there might be more works of you writing in the future? Or what are you leaning yeah. towards doing now? Because I, I'm like, you're doing a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, you're doing all these different classes and stuff like that. You're advocating and being out there in the community as an uh, advocate for all the different issues that we experience within our communities. And you're all mm-hmm. there. I'm like, you're still, you know, a parent. So. Yeah, no, it's a lot. And, and, and a lot of people ask me, how do I do it? And I don't really have any hard and fast answers other than uh, prayer and my calendar that's up here on my wall. I write everything in it. So I don't know where I'm supposed to be and when. <laughs> but um, I, I feel like there's at least one more book in me. Um, of course, my publisher is asking me about it. Um, but I, I, I'm pursuing other endeavors in the meantime. Um, but I'm always in research mode. So um, any any thoughts or experiences that I have for this next book, I'm writing them down, you know, just so I'll be prepared when I'm ready uh, mm-hmm. to start really tackling it. But I think, you know, I'm, I'm thinking my next book is going to be more of um it's not going to necessarily center on mothers and daughters, but but more so um, me as a woman mm-hmm. um, and what I've experienced with uh, marriage and divorce and all of those types of things. Okay. Um, do you see yourself as an entrepreneur? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Okay. And- I consider myself a social entrepreneur, though. Okay. Which is a little was a tad different uh, than your normal entrepreneur. Um, I'm extremely community driven. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a, hum, hum, a humanitarian at heart, so mm-hmm. a lot of the work that I do um, is 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 in that vein. Mm-hmm. Um, and so socially and uh, civically, that's mm-hmm. where I land. And so that's why I called it a social entrepreneur. <laughs> Okay, so then how do you um, deal with the uh, the speed bumps or the pitfalls that come along with that? Because sometimes, you know, in raising funds and stuff. Oh, boy. <laughs> I was just going to say. Uh-huh, to see the connection. People don't want, yeah, people don't want to separate from their money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you have to be strategic. You have to be creative. You have to really... Uh, give the value of what you're doing. Um, they have to see that. They have to believe in that. They have to um, partner with you on that. That's, I mean, that's the bottom line. If if they can't see the value in what you're doing, um, you're not going to raise no, any funds. And it's, it's tough because, um, you know, it's just hard to, to ask. Um, for people to separate from their money. Mm-hmm. But when you're five, when you're 501 C three, like we are, um, it's a benefit. You know, you get a tax advantage when you support a 501 C three organization. Mm-hmm. Um, and so again, strategy and, and, and communication and, and all of that, um, uh, goes a long way. We're, we're doing that as we speak, um, coming up 
on our fifth mother-daughter event this August, we're soliciting sponsors as right now, you know, to help us underwrite the cost of this event. And of course, all proceeds that we make go back into our scholarship fund, which I neglected to mention earlier when I mm-hmm. talked about the nonprofit. My mother, and I, I mentioned she passed 14 years ago, um, she was a dance instructor with Metro Parks and Recreation and um, beloved dance instructor. She taught tap dance, she taught preschool rhythms and she taught senior citizens dance. And so um, our scholarship is in her honor. And during our mother and daughter events, we the funds that we raise or the fund, the proceeds that we have, we give back to local dance studios so that they can continue teaching their young people how to dance. Oh, that's what's up. See, these stuff like that that needs to be put out there more. That's what actually yeah. that's why I created this platform for like artists, but then I transferred it, uh transformed it until just anyone in the community, um, especially within our community, doing great things like that. Um, and to help highlight that and give it more notoriety and recognition because I already know how the news operates. <laughs> oh yeah. And if oh, it's yeah. not something, you know, saying click bait worthy or whatever um yeah. they're not reporting on it and then even when they do report on stuff like that they'll give it like you know uh you know, 30 seconds or whatever and it's after the event not yeah the build up before right um, right yeah and so i appreciate you i really do because again i i love i love to talk about it it's 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 what's needed in our community i believe um and it's you know what I'm learning <laughs> is that, you know, it's not, it's not sexy, right? It's, it's not something that, um, <laughs> but no stretch of imagination. Is it? <laughs> it's not something that, uh, is at the top of people's, uh-huh. you know, to do list or talk about list because it's not really sexy. It's, it's sacred. And, yeah. and, you know, it's, it's about the heart and it's about uh, giving back, you know, and, and, but, but my goal is to make it sexy, to be honest, because yeah. I want everybody talking about it. Right. I want it be on the top of everybody's mind. So I really appreciate you allowing me to talk about this today. Oh, you know, like I said, that, that's like, I reached out. I, I can't remember which Facebook group it was where I saw like, you know, <laughs> post something, man, cause I mean, so many of them. And I was yeah. trying to remember. Um, but I like, like I said, when I saw the TSU, I like, okay, HBCU, um, you're in Nashville. I'm already connected to the city because I was, uh, I was born there and lived there until I went to college. And then the fact that I saw it, you had posted, uh, it was about your, you know, community and civic duties that you're doing. Doing, um, I love highlighting stuff like that when I get the chance to, because, um, like I said, it needs that attention. So uh, for everybody out there who's going to catch this interview and, you know, if they want to like go and buy the book, if they want to donate to the organization, if they just want to learn more, where would you like them to be directed to? All righty. Let's see. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Let's see. Uh, Connect with me on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, I can be found at Autumn Prather on both um, the mother and daughter experience on both. 
Um, my website is www.themotherandaughterexperience.com. Yeah, and so those are the best ways to connect with me. Um, right now, if you go on in Eventbrite, um, that's where I'm housing our sponsorship opportunity for our fifth annual Mother Daughter Gala. Um, you should be able to find us there, the Mother and Daughter Experience. Um, and we have different levels of sponsorship uh, that you can look at. Very affordable, very straightforward. Okay, that is what's up. Well, ma'am, <laughs> I appreciate your time. Uh, thank you for sharing your story. And I'm definitely uh, I'm going to send it. So uh, when I put it out, I'm definitely going to tag or send it to people's inbox, especially up there that I know, since I'm like, that is my hometown or whatever. Most of them are on Facebook anyway. So, yes, thank you. <laughs> I want to help get the word out. And I, I look forward to, like, you know, following up um, sometime and, you know, hearing about what y'all doing and, you know, how are y'all able to grow it and, you know, continue to, make an impact into the community. Absolutely. I am available anytime you want to talk. <laughs> Appreciate it, ma'am. And I'll, I'll let you get back to it. Yeah. 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 Yeah.